Welcome to Sharing My Truth with Mel and Susie, the uncensored version, where we bear it all. We do. <laughs> Hi, babe. Hello, darling. How are you doing? I'm so good. How are you? Welcome back to Sharing My Truth. Indeed. I'm good. I'm good. It's, um, what is it today? I don't know. I've completely lost track of time. I don't fucking time. know. It's like a Thursday? Or is that incorrect? It might be a Tuesday. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a Tuesday. God fucking damn it. Anyway, it seems like it's been quite a long week so far. Yeah, it actually has. I know. I actually feel that too. I think it's also the sort of January blues. It's like you sort of have this break and then you're like oh is that it yeah and that is it yeah that really is god okay okay so mel i mean january's here it is everyone's trying new things they are because of resolutions they are i know it drives me mad on the internet like all you can see on the interweb as one of my elderly relatives calls it is you (laughs) you can see all these honestly if if i see another like goal setting, resolution, yeah. bollocks thing. I'm going to scream. Yeah, I same. And I, it's like, you know, like the day sort of after New Year's Day where everyone's got over their hangover mm. and like everyone's running and you know that's going to last for two days. I know it's so funny going to the gym like the day or the second day after and you're everyone's in there yeah. and then a week later then no it's literally like, empty and it's fucking hilarious yeah, to me it's just like right i'm over it now because yeah. i am over it yes i mean like yeah i mean everyone's everyone's trying to do you have any resolutions that's a good i do have some resolutions do I you i always find to, them really hard yeah, I'm quite good at. I don't actually need the new year. I'm quite good. I'm quite a goal setting person, right? And I sort of think about what I want to do at this point, by this point, by that point. I'm sort of innately like you're extremely that. organized. I am quite organized. It's incredible how organized you are. I like to be organized. I really just want to try to be more like you. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, I do. That's very nice. No, it's true. I I believe that if you're sort of your all your surroundings like i could never go to bed at night and the whole place be messy i just right. couldn't do it i need order in my mind order in my surroundings order on the court exactly yeah. and then i'm organized you could be a great judge maybe i could be very fair i think i would that's another career path for you mel i think you I, should I mean, look into it's that it's a slight problem that i'm not a lawyer no nah, you don't fucking need it about that. if they know better they will hire you could be you. a tv judge oh my God! It yes. could be the new you judge are the Judy. Next judge Judy. I feel like I saw her today. Oh my God! Yes, making comments about Prince Harry, which made me laugh so oh much. Oh my God! The what is judge happening? Was talking about oh Prince Harry. God. I thought that was the funniest thing I saw. What is happening? You, you're obviously British, uh, as we can tell. Yes. What is fucking happening with Prince Goddamn Harry? It's honestly, I can't keep up. I can't. I'm not sure, really. Okay. I mean, I think it's it's a complicated. Issue. He's just come up with this amazing, like this amazing, this book. Yeah. Right. Right. That is supposed to have a bunch of fucking. You it has know, some really bombshells, as they it call does. it, and it has some very intimate stuff that some people are very upset about, like about him and his yeah. life, drug taking and sex and whatever, intermix of the royal family, which doesn't really go together. But it is a kind of yeah. it's a complex question, and it is it's his life, and you know we can all have our opinions on 
on that and whether he should have done it or not. And this has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But no. contextualizing it, it's for for Brits. The problem yeah. is like the 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 view in the United States is very different than the view in Britain because we're taking it much more personally in Britain because yeah. the royal family is sort of weirdly intrinsically bound up with our identity, and I don't think it should be. I'm not really a huge monarchist. Yeah. Um, I'm fairly indifferent to them, and I think they really are pretty much a waste of money. Yeah. But it's a, it's very, very complicated. My view is like, well, if you get rid of the royal family, what else do you do? And that's quite difficult. And in Canada, for example, there is the path to not having what is very, very difficult to get rid of them. Right. So it's it's, I think people are just very offended in the UK. And the problem is if he comes back and he comes back and this is his family and I understand I'm actually very sympathetic to the fact that he's not getting along with them. I don't get along with certain members of my family. I understand that. It's just he's talking about healing. I'm not so I think that's kind of burnt that bridge a bit. I mean, so I'm very sympathetic to the fact that one thing that drives me mad about the whole Meghan Markle and her dad thing, which they don't really talk that much about in North America, but in the UK, they go on and on about how her dad wasn't at her wedding and she doesn't have all these close relatives and she's, that's not, she should talk to her dad and that's not fair. And I completely disagree Mm -hmm. because I personally have very, very difficult relationship with my parents because they both behave very badly in my life. And so I've taken a decision to to not, I don't have a relationship with either my father or my mother. And that is not something you do lightly. Mm-hmm. So I hate the fact that everyone criticizes her for that. It's not fair. You don't know what's gone on with her father. And just because somebody is your father or your mother or your brother or your aunt does not mean that gives them carte blanche to under any circumstances, whatever they do mean you have a relationship with them. Yeah. So it really irritates me that side of it. And I don't know, obviously know either Harry or Meghan Markle, but that particular thing is completely unfair. They yeah. they do not, if if your relationship with your parents or any family member is bad because that family member has behaved in a toxic manner, why should you have a relationship with them? Yeah. And and that that is one thing that really irritates me. Well, that's an incredible segue to what we're talking about today, isn't it? Isn't it is well? a bit, yeah. I mean, I have very sympathetic as well tendencies towards Megan and mm-hmm. Harry. I just, you know, I think we all grew up with the royal family and especially oh, especially in Canada and the UK, right? Yeah. They and are our royals. Yeah, and it's I've like I've got them twice. You right, and you I'm Canadian and British. So I've got the too well, much, the honestly. The king twice. But um yeah, but yeah, it's it's incredible what they what they've been through and like to watch Diana. I mean, everyone fucking loved Diana, right? Mm-hmm. Like my mother was obsessed with her and just to like know that that that's how you were treated. It's I mean, like, it's super complicated, yeah. and it, you can look at it from every perspective. And I and at the end of the day, we do not know these people. Yeah, we think that's we true. know them. I do know and, them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we think we know them, and we don't know what was said and who said what and blah blah yeah. blah. But the point is, is this family thing, this kind of toxic family thing. Yeah, and I I firmly believe because I've lived that truth, the family trauma. Like. Absolutely. That just because somebody is your mother or your father or your sister or your aunt or your granny or whatever it is, does not mean you have to have a relationship with them if they behave in a terrible way. Yeah. There is a line. And I know because I've lived that. And so that to me is really important. I wish people would stop saying, oh, and it's their fat or it's your family. I mean, now we've been talking about the world, but it doesn't matter. Like, 
people always say they're your family. Well, so what? Yeah. Just, if they behave really badly, so what? Um, it, there is a line and your life and your mental health is really important. And if people are bringing you down because their behavior is bad, yeah, you've kind of got to sink or swim. Right. And I, and I, I can only say that I know that very, very well. So I, you know, it doesn't matter who we're talking about. We've been talking about the rules, but it doesn't matter whose family you're talking about. I've seen this so many times where people have bad relationships with particularly parents. Mm -hmm. And then people say, oh, no, you must mend that. Come on, you, you've got to talk. That's your mom, it's your dad. It's and like, yeah, I mean, th that's not some kind of qualification. For, if someone's not respecting you, then absolutely. that's it. They're I mean, not respectful. You don't, if yeah. you're married to somebody or, or you don't stay with them if they're, horrible you can divorce them well the same with family yeah just because and and it is this you know this old saying of um you know sort of blood is thick in the water and all that sort of stuff i just don't believe that at all. yeah i mean i have certain family members i'm very close to i really love i really respect they're great they're very positive have a very positive influence in my life and they're important to me but i have family members that should be a good influence in my life and they're not and they have never been right so, you know, I'm very, very, very sympathetic to people and it's very, very difficult, particularly if they're your parents and you don't have a good relationship with them or they behave badly or they've done horrible things to you or they've betrayed you or any of those things. Um, you've got to protect yourself. You've got to live and you can't be a victim of that. You've got to, if, if you can, and I know it's, it's very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. It's almost sometimes this thing of, Sometimes it is difficult to survive stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean on an emotional level. But, um, yeah, people don't have the right to behave any way they want just because they're right. related to you. It's a yeah. completely mad idea. 100% agree. I mean, is there a time where you were like, oh my, like, did it, did something switch with your parents or were they always kind of rude or disrespectful to you? Well, it's compl I mean, it's very complicated. I mean, yeah. my relationship with my mother and father is different. Right. My parents had a very acrimonious divorce. My mother has has mental illness issues. My mm -hmm. mother's bipolar. Right. And that's has really fucking tough. All sorts of other issues. And as a child, it's very difficult to manage. Very challenging. Mm -hmm. And my mum is very cruel. So she says and has done for from a very young age. Will say very very cruel things. And she said. I mean, pretty much anything you can think of to me from I wish I didn't have you, you're, she's called me a revolting human being, uh, a monster. I mean, she's called me any, everything under the sun mm -hmm. because she goes through these cycles of three months of being quite normal. Mm -hmm. And I say normal in a very light kind of way. I mean, in terms of balance is probably a better word. And then she'll turn. And I figured that out when I was very young that was roughly a three-month cycle. Wow. So in my case of my mum, she... She, she crossed the line. I told her if she crossed the line, our relationship wasn't gonna gonna continue, and she did. And she kept digging the hole, and she was, continues to dig the hole. But it's very, very difficult for people, and I'm incredibly empathetic to, especially if you're a daughter, a woman, mm -hmm. and you don't have a great relationship with your mother. It's hard, and then you go on and have children. Well, what's your role model? I mean, in my case, there was no role model. I just decided that the role model was so bad, I would do the complete opposite. Wow. But that is... How did you know to do that, though? Because if you're brought up and that's your only environment you know... Yeah. Then how do you know what's what's better? You know what I mean? 
Like, it's just incredible how um, what. That's a good question, actually. Yeah. I've never thought about that. For me personally, I'm quite a strong person. Like, yeah. my mind is quite strong. I, I, I can, I can sort of mentally get through. I could get through it. I could see the end of it. I think th- that doesn't mean I don't come with a lot of baggage because yeah. I think you do. But I just knew I wanted to. I wanted to be happy. I wanted a loving home. Mm-hmm. My kids are teenagers now, but one of my daughters is in university. But she can always come home. She likes coming home. It's it's a safe place. It's a happy place. I love that you said that. Like a safe place, you know, because I think even if it's a happy place, sometimes you don't always feel safe talking yeah, to your parents I think or just right. like being yourself um even if you know there's a warm bed and you got food and Mm -hmm. everyone's very nice to each other it might not be actually an open and safe relationship 100 i mean i think i'm personally not very judgmental Mm -hmm. and i've encouraged my kids to talk to me and to say anything about anything whether it's you know about sex and everything sex drugs alcohol whatever whatever teenagers are doing yeah, I what are not, they fucking doing? Well, exactly. But, I mean, it's probably the same shit that I was doing. Oh yeah, not much. It's not just not much, much has changed from when what I was doing. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. I don't have sort of hang ups about, you know, the fact that they're doing stuff and they're fourteen or fifteen yeah. or sixteen. Or I d do, I don't have I don't know, I haven't I haven't forgotten what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But maybe so they feel safe. But I think it's really important I didn't feel safe. Um, I mean, my mother verbally abused me like wow. very intensely from a very young age. And I just found a way of kind of tunnel vision deciding I was going to be healthy and and balanced and I was going to live a happy life and I wasn't going to be a victim to it myself. Yeah. But and, and how did I do that? I don't, I don't know. I just I just made that decision from a very young age. Right. And. So I, I I really do understand how difficult that is, mm-hmm. uh, and and it and it can be almost unsurvivable for right. people, and it depends on your ability or your desire to want to surmount. And I'd like to add that in my case, I met my husband when I was quite young. Right, I was twenty four. He was twenty three, and he has been a huge support for mm-hmm. me. So he knows what, particularly my mother says to me and. And she still leaves me. I'm 50 years old. She leaves me God knows how many messages a week saying absolutely hor- horrible things to oh me. Oh, my God. That I mostly ignore now. But but she she could, like, call me on a Monday and say, you're a, and I, literally, you're a revolting human being and blah, blah, blah. She says this to you. Oh, yeah. And then the next day she'll call me or sometimes five minutes later and leave a message saying, and this was a, recently about the holidays. So, so look, what should we do about Christmas? And you're like, what? And then, obviously, you know. There's something very serious. Why don't you wrong. block her number? Well, actually, this it is blocked. Oh, but it the voicemail it goes into like the blocked section, oh, and I don't wow. listen to them because yeah. there are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Oh my god! But you know, at a certain point, I did, and then I sort of I stopped. And actually, that's something I did last year. I stopped <sighs> listening to them because it's just it doesn't matter that even if you've processed information, it goes somewhere into the recesses of your mind, and it's not positive. It's very negative. God, yeah. Like, it's it's actually hard. Like, I mean, I'm, I don't have toxic parents, thankfully. Um, obviously, there are still complicated situations there because they are a little bit – there are older parents, mm-hmm. so that goes into other – some – not problems, but other issues. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's 
that toxic family member or even just a friend, anyone who is saying or doing toxic, abusive things to you, you don't think about it right then and there because you want to be on their side. You right? Yeah. Like you, oh, yeah. you want to kind of be like, oh, they didn't mean that. Well, or, it's duty, isn't it? Yeah. You feel, it's so sad. You know, especially I think with a parent mm-hmm. or a sibling. I don't have siblings because I'm an only child. Right. But you feel a sense of duty mm-hmm. that, or I think for a very long time I felt, oh, I can fix this. Right. Or I can get this to a point where this will be okay. And I, th- for me personally, in my situation, what happened is my mum stepped over the line. Yeah. And. I realized a sort of light bulb, literally a switch went off and it literally, the switch was like, okay, I don't feel the duty anymore. It was almost like the the duty flick went off. And I was like, it's okay that I can't fix it. I actually felt this sort of overwhelming feeling of it's okay if I I can't fix this. That's literal healing. Oh yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like a breakthrough. Yeah. I mean, it took me a long, long time. Yeah. And it took me personally a long time to talk to people about it because there's a sense of shame you know i, I yeah i would a, not even imagine having to have that conversation with someone whether that's your friend or like it's a, shameful i mean yeah it's and, very and upsetting my, my mother put me through all sorts of other kind of situations and and i felt shame so i just didn't really tell people until and some of my closest friends that i've known for you know decades and decades I probably didn't tell them, you know, I'd known them when I was a teenager and didn't tell them until I was in my 20s. And they're like, what? How are you living like that? How is that going on? And, and, but it's almost, it is, healing is a really good word. You have to get to a point where you are able to share it. Because when you're going through something, the desire for other people, they always say, oh, talk to me, tell me what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But if you're in the middle of something and you're suffering and you're in pain, often talking to somebody else kind of, exacerbates emphasizes your pain you feel even more in pain and you know because you're living it that the situation isn't resolved so telling somebody who's just gonna whoever they are even Mm -hmm. if they're your best friend they're gonna have some sense of judgment about the situation doesn't actually help you right so it's it's a weird thing and you know i've i've lived that but when you're at the other side of something and and you sort of lived and processed and healed and whatever the kind of buzzwords you want to yeah. use are, it's much easier to talk about it. That's 100% for sure. So did you realize it was like abuse that you were going through no. when you were doing it? No. No. Like, no. I mean, I can Until you told say, someone or? Oh, no. Not till years and years and years later. Wow. I mean, I would say, you know, I pr- probably wasn't even until I was in my 30s or 40s wow. that I realized... You know, somebody said to me, like, well, that's abuse. That's verbal abuse. When, you know, like I said, there's a whole catalogue of, of stuff. It's not just verbal abuse. And my, my mother wasn't physically abusive. Um, right. Verbally abusive and I don't know, sort of, I guess maybe live in a certain situation. So I don't, I don't really know what the terminology for that would be. But I, years and years later, I realized. And well, somebody said it to me yeah. and I was like, oh. Yeah, maybe you're right. And it just hadn't occurred to me, really. Because your parents divorced when mm-hmm. you were pretty young, I'm assuming. Um, my dad left my mum, well, went off with somebody else when I was about, th- for the. this isn't for the first time, but sort of a permanent person. Right. I probably was about 13 or 14. Right. That's pretty young. I mean. Yeah. And they separated yeah. around that age and then it took them 10 years or not quite 10 years to get divorced and right. they literally battered each other That's financially. Horrible. And 
So I obviously have had a certain view of marriage and a certain view when I met my husband. Oh, well, I'm never going to marry young. I'm never going to get married. <sighs> I'm or I'm going to marry, but much later. Yeah. Um, you know, career is really important. And the funny thing is I met the right person and a lot of those views completely changed. Yeah. Because y you almost have those views to sort of help you survive. It's a kind of strange thing, actually. But you but did always want kids. I always wanted children. Yeah, you always, always wanted, wanted kids, children. even though yeah. like this person has even like showed you. Yeah, how, I mean, my mother is the absolute <sighs> antithesis of somebody who should not have children. Right. And she said to me many times, it wasn't fulfilling having you. I wished I hadn't had you. Oh my fucking All those, God. And many, many, many times. And, um, <sighs> you know, and, and she's somebody who's very anxious and, and yes, she's bipolar and everything else and finds... And has a coping mechanism, I mean, that is not even at a zero. Yeah. She can't cope with anything in her life. Wow. Like even like doing kind of cooking in the day, like what's, what are we going to have for dinner? Right. I mean, that is a major, like if she was going to, wow. if like, like somebody called her this week and said, oh, would you like to come? I'm invited, she lives in the UK. Would you like to come to Spain for, for four days? I'll pay for you to come and I'll pay for your airfare and I'll pay for you. She'd be like, no, I can't leave. It takes too much. It takes too much for her to leave. Well, just open the bag and shove the stuff in and get in the taxi. She, that, she can't compute that in wow, her brain. She's always been so like that. so horrible. She can't cope with something that's very, very small. And if you are somebody who can cope with lots and lots of different things going on, which I can, mm -hmm. it took me a very long time to actually understand that she can't and we're different. And that is okay. It was all the other stuff. Yeah. But it takes you a long time to go, hang on a second. If I can do it, why can't you deal with anything? Yeah. But she just doesn't have a coping mechanism. It just doesn't doesn't have one. And it's, I mean, you lived with her, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. After your parents' divorce. Yeah. Or yeah. separation, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And that was horrible, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, my mom decided when I was 16, and this was literally, and I told lots of people that, because it was embarrassing, mm -hmm. that my mom had got a job in... Italy, because mm -hmm. I lived in England, mm -hmm. and my mum decided, let's move to Italy. That was literally, you know, like, okay, today we're having, you know, steak and chips for dinner. She's like, oh, we're moving to Italy. That was literally the decision, because she thought in her head, I hate living in England, it's cold, and the weather sucks, and all my bad memories are there, and blah, 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 blah. And my, she's very good with languages, and she's like, well, if I move to Italy, everything's going to change. I'm going to, you know, that sort of classic... I'm going to go and do something else and my whole life will change. Well, of course, right. your life follows you. You go to the next thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you go to the moon. Uh, you know, it's a bit like whether you change job or whatever. It doesn't mean because you're leaving some shitty situation behind that there's not another shitty situation in front of you. Absolutely. And she just decided to move to Italy. And so I moved to Italy, which is bananas, I, wow. I know. And I moved to Italy when I was 16 and, and lived there and went to school and learned Italian. And, but I literally lived quite a separate life for my mum. Yeah, you so, just were out of the house as much as, much as you much could as be. Much as I could. Yeah. I didn't financially rely on her or anything. So it was quite an odd situation. Yeah, it was pretty odd. And when I look back and I tell, oh, people ask me questions. Yeah. Because now I'm very, and it sounds like I'm very sort of um, flippant a bit. And I'm not being flippant. I'm just very calm about it because yeah. I've processed it. And I've lived my life. And my life as an adult has been very happy. Yeah. And I can talk about it. And sometimes when I talk about it, I've told you things. You're like, what? Yeah. That's mad. And you're like, oh, yeah, it is a bit much. 
but it's like it's a bit much. Yeah, I would say so. What you've you've lived, and yeah. I mean, there are so many crazy stories. Oh my god, I want to hear. Let's tell our audience at least one of them. Well, I know there's a lot. There's a lot. Well, the funny thing is, my mum had has lots of hang-ups, right? And she had lots of hang-ups about sex. And I knew that from a young age. She was very, and I, and unfortunately, my dad told me that that was one of the reasons they split oh, up. Oh God! Um, which is, you know, really way too much information. Yeah, that's no, great. Yeah. But my, when I moved to Italy, my mum started having a relationship with a twenty-one-year-old man. How old was she? Well, I was sixteen, and my mum's thirty-six years older than me. Wow. So, oh my god! She like do the math, you know, fifty something, or right? Whatever. Yeah, and in how itself, did she meet this little twenty-one-year-old? Well, that's a good question, actually. I think she was just <sighs> at the supermarket. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> question. Yeah, but the, it was a very weird situation because I one day, one day I came home from school early. Yeah, and I I sort of walked, and we were living in this really small kind of hotel situation was very strange and i came home a bit early and my mum was not dressed and she was with this guy and like <gasps> you walked in on her yeah i mean fucking, kind of, or kind of post oh my the and they sort of co- had coital. some kind of oh my yeah. god and i walked in and oh because we were in this sort of hotel room where we yeah. didn't have lots of rooms it was one big room kind of thing yeah and rather than a parent would be like you know okay like you, <gasps> she like got I'm very, so, like apologizing yeah, it'd like be oh like my god mortified she was very very aggressive no. like what are you doing here what are you doing here why are you here blah 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 and that's kind of like a kind of yeah, there are many instances of stuff like that in my life. I mean, even the fact that we moved to Italy is a completely ridiculously mad thing because my mother had, was feeling, okay, I got to do, I got to do this for me. But yeah. when you're a mother, it's a different thing. You're not number one anymore. No, when you're a mum, it's your children's happiness. I would happily, if I had to, and I didn't have any money. I mean, I'd do anything for my kids. I'd clean toilets. I'd cut my hand off. I'd do whatever. Yeah. You're not number one. Mm-hmm. They're number. They're they're your life. Yeah, because they're they everything. Don't, well, they just they, they don't have. You. Yeah, they, they don't you. have like and you've put, rights you've pretty put, much. But on you've also home. put them in the situation. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, so it sort of goes back to this thing of being very understanding and empathetic of anybody who is in that situation. Yeah. I got to a point where my mother and and I was in my thirties mm-hmm. when this happened. That she crossed this line, and I actually said to if you cross this and you do this. Talking about your children. Yeah. Well, actually, that was one line, and then I sort of forgave her. And then later on, she, I'd had my second child, right. and you, you know, I put on a, a lot of weight. I had two very difficult pregnancies, and I put yeah. on a lot of weight. And she sent me a letter, <sighs> like a, a collage, and she'd taken all these photos of me. Like that, a stick and glue. Yeah, collage. Yeah, yeah. Because my mum doesn't use computers or anything, so she'd taken these pictures of me when I hadn't, I didn't know, and she'd taken pictures of me in very unflattering positions, no. looking very fat. No. Yeah, no, I'm serious. And she'd taken them, and maybe ten of them, and then cut them out, and literally with a print stick, stuck them on a piece of paper, and then put little. She she was a journalist, so she writes a lot. So she put little bubbles and saying. You know, look how literally she wrote. Look how hideous you look. She put here. little bubbles on these fucking photos. Yeah. and it would. It, the bubbles said, "Look how hideous you look here. 
nobody's going to want to know you looking like this. And that's what the page said. And it was a page like this with all these pictures of me. When she she posted this to you, she mailed it. Yeah, yeah. And I got it and I was just, and then she called me on my birthday and I was 30 something, 36, 37, and told me about, I'm telling you this because you look awful, you're really fat and you should know. What the actual fuck? Yeah. I'm horrified. Oh yeah. And I said to her, look, I know I've got to lose weight, but it's not oh the way God. you you don't you can't do that. You can't say that to somebody. It's not helpful. Yes, you can. You know, it, it's if you have a child and you feel they've put on weight and you want to help them. Of course, that's an issue for parents. There are ways of doing it. Also, you just had a fucking baby. And I also said it's not against the law. Everyone probably in the world, however slim they are, has put on and lost weight. She just had her grandchild. Is that? And I like, told her. How the her, fuck could she say that to you? Oh, well, this is like, you know, there's just so many things I've been saying. I can't. But I, I, I sort of, and this is a very short version. I just said, look, you need to apologize to me. You really, this is, and I told her, this is playground politics. If your kid's in the playground, kids are in the playground, and somebody says something to the other kid and it's nasty, you have to apologize. You can't say, and once she said to my uncle, mm-hmm. her brother, she said, you're an arsehole. And he said, oh, right, thanks very much. She said, no, I'm telling you, I think that's very useful information for you to know that you're an arsehole. That is the way her brain thinks. And so she said this to me. I said, you, you have to apologize. This is, really, this is really cruel. This is really unpleasant. Yeah. I want you to apologize. And she said no. And then she just wouldn't apologize. And she just kept digging the hole, calling me up, saying I was horrendous and horrible. And then it just went on and on. I just said, I'm done. I just can't and that is that sounds kind of a little bit trivial but it was after many many years of many 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 things and then I'd sort of almost forgotten about this collage and I showed this to one of my friends and I showed this to my aunt who I had you kept it oh yeah I've got I've got drawers and drawers of letters because my mom sends me letters some of them are like 15 pages but why do you keep them uh, I kind of have to keep them because sometimes she's got lawyers involved and stuff no. like that. No. Oh, yeah. Lawyers involved to what? <sighs> well, like, like she's... Sorry, don't want to get into it. No, like, it, she's tried to, like, I, I've because she's also said horrible things about my kids. Oh, fuck. And so I've said, you have what? to behave well if you want to see my ch- their children and they're, they're impressionable and you can't say these things. And then she's kind of got lawyers involved she because she wants to see them obviously yeah i mean you're like fuck that well it's dangerous for me because my mother's also said all like oh god i mean so many things um wow i mean that's a lot to fucking take in i'm gonna be honest Mm -hmm. that's horrible i'm so sorry you have to deal with that Uh, look it's not it's not something i would ever obviously it's not something you want i wish i had a mother that was supportive that i could call like my kids call me I don't have it, so there's no point pretending that I have it, or there's no point wishing that it's going to happen. It's just, it's not possible. So you have to kind of go that it, and this sounds very kind of matter of fact, but you kind of have to say this is what it is. Yeah, and I just get on with my life. And the the one thing I can control in my life is the way I behave. Yeah, the way I am the way I am with my kids. Yeah, well, you are do, you are very much like that mother figure to m- many people, I find, right? Like even when yeah, your, fr- your kids' yeah. friends come over, yeah. it's all very like open, hello, hi, welcoming, right? Yeah. Even to me, you know, it's, it's just what you've come from and where you're going 
they're just it's two they're completely very different places they're it's incredible different. but it's weird actually because like in my family like i i'm very very close to my aunt these yeah. are very warm lovely generous spirited right so you learned person. a bit about, so it's yeah. amazing even that she is sister to this person oh my god yeah. um and my grandmother was a kind of strange character too so i do think the there's some mental illness and um you know there's, there's other things like depression alcoholism lots of like not good things and you just have to kind of understand them yeah. you have to realize that they're there in the sphere of kind of what's gone on in your family but you don't have to be it yep uh, you don't have to, because it's not, f thankfully, luckily for me, it doesn't affect me. Yeah. I haven't had any of those mental health or mental illness issues. Like everyone, I have a bad day and like everyone, yeah. I feel anxious and I'm a menopausal woman. So you feel <laughs> anxious and all the rest of it. But in terms of yeah. like the kind of, if I hate using the word normal, but the kind of normal range yeah. of what a human being feels. Well, I'm sorry, but trauma does not give you the fucking right to be an asshole to anyone. No. Your own trauma. You're not allowed to be an asshole. It's no excuse to be an asshole to someone. We all go through trauma. Absolutely. Just because you're going through some shit in your yeah. life doesn't mean you can pass that on to the next 100%. person. And the other thing I would also say is you can't be cruel. Mm -hmm. It's one thing... You know, like people talk about being honest and we're talking about sharing truth, but that being cruel, unnecessarily cruel, mm -hmm. is a whole different thing. And it's something, in my case, my mother revels in. She loves it. And she doesn't, by the way, just do it to me. Like pretty right. much everyone in my family cut her off. Right. So it's not just me. It's, it's not just, oh, I have a bad to relationship. To the daughter, yeah. Like she doesn't have a relationship wow. with my aunt. She doesn't have a relationship with any of her extended family. And she obsessively calls people so then they all have to block her number. I mean, wow. it's a, it's not a healthy situation. Yeah. Well, I'm again, it's horrible that you went through that, but it's incredible how far you've come from dealing with that. Like you think about your own situation and you, you know, we have all these, these things that happen to us, whether yeah. good, or, good or bad. And yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what you've, well, thank you. I what you know, that. I'm, it's, it's really amazing. I'm really impressed and proud and thank you. Yeah. You're and maybe an sharing, sharing it was yeah. very nice to say, but sharing it also helps other people. That's true. To know you are not alone. I'm sure many people are dealing with this with yeah. a parent or cruel, yeah. bullying, um, very difficult behavior and just to know that this is your life yeah. this is your happiness so you know think about that I'm not encouraging any, anybody to do anything rash and I didn't do anything rash took a very long time Yeah. but your happiness is very important and if somebody is being cruel or bullying you just because they're related to you doesn't mean it's okay Yeah. Um, and I would encourage everyone if you are in that situation and you can to try and seek some help yeah to try and talk to somebody who's going to listen to you and not judge you whatever the situation is and i would encourage everyone to do that please please don't live with that because you don't you don't have to and you shouldn't yeah that's yeah. great little advice mm -hmm. mel no oh yes. if you have to have ask any questions to mel about <laughs> trauma yeah she's the one yeah and i'm happy like please send us messages and please yeah. if, if you are experiencing something and if it would help you to share yeah. this share it with us please do and there are lots of ways to do that so you can see on our homepage of our mm -hmm. website sharingmytruth.com yeah that there are different ways you can contact us whether you leave us a voicemail directly on the site you can email us you can even send us a dm you can send us a dm it's totally anonymous if it would help you 
to share and to tell us the story and for us to read it out and, and, and talk about it, 100%. we really would be happy to, to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, so this was amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. As always. As fabulous always. Fabulous to chat. A little bit more serious today A little than bit, some but of I, our other podcasts. I think it actually is, is good to get kind of down, especially in the new year, really see where we've come and see where we're going. Absolutely. And, you know, just looking forward to absolutely. And to this future. is life. Life's messy. Oh fuck yeah! Many different parts to life. Some of it's good messy. Some of it's nasty messy. Definitely. Definitely. <sighs> Here's to getting messier. Absolutely. <laughs> no. right. Well, darling, I love talking to you. I love you, babes. And we'll be back soon. Okay. Bye. bye. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate and review this podcast and follow us on social at Sharing My Truth Pod. And leave us a voicemail on our website, sharingmytruth.com, to share your stories and experiences with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.